The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. It is time once again for a little thing I like to call the Monthly Comics Cast, which of course means that I have gathered together once again the League of Substitute Podcasters, consisting of the Cosmic Comic Guru, Dario. What's up, Dario? Hey, what's going on, guys? And the world's greatest sidekick, Paul. What's up, Paul? What's up, guys? And the defender of the Secret Wars, the Beyonder himself, John. What's up, John? That's oh, wow. nice. How so, how's everybody doing this week? <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with he who dwells from the beyond. There you go. <laughs> so, He'll kill you with his shoulder pads. There you go. So how's uh, how's everybody doing? Everybody okay? Yeah, glad to hit some. Yeah, just my. Anyway, um, so as I said, we are here at the uh, monthly comics cast. <laughs> so it is time for us to get into comic books, and let's start. Excuse me, with uh, some reviews. So, do we all have books to review this month? Yes, I do. Yep, I have some. John? I got one or two all or right. three. All right, then, cool. So let's start with, uh, I have one book to review and one that might cost, possibly, possibly, <laughs> might possibly be a co-review. Um, so. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say you were going to book the review? <clears throat> yes. Yes, that's this what we is, did. This is, wow. You this actually picked up Derek. a comic? Don't give me a finger. <laughs> I wasn't. I was drinking from my my uh, my my beverage holder. Um, beverage holder. I'm sorry to have interrupted you like that. Continue with your review. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with uh, you, Dario. Wait, I thought you grabbed the comic. Yeah, what's going on? I did. <laughs> We're starting reviews with you, Dario. So go. All right. Oh, wait a minute. I, uh, wait, 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 hold on. Hold on a moment. Oh, no, moment, moment, please. So, before we start our reviews, there is one thing we want to say that there is, we're going to try not to spoil too much, but there is a potential that we could spoil something. So, oh, spoiler alert. There's your spoiler warning. Okay, Dario, go ahead. Okay, I got four books this week. This you month. Have four books? Holy wow. Well, he probably, he probably figured that you did have nothing so he can squeeze a fourth one in <laughs> so the first one is a marvel comic it's called warlock rebirth hey i got that and there's Ooh. my co my co-review which i figured oh, did we all read this i figured we would have all read it did you read it john okay. i didn't pick it up but I, i'm guessing it came out last week do you know why is... do you know why you didn't pick it up john 
No, why? Because you are lame. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hold back, Derek. Since we've all, all all three of us minus one have read this, I'm going to move that that to the back end of the review here. Okay. Yeah, we can do that, sure. The next one, another Marvel book. Did anybody else read this? Planet of the Apes number one? I didn't even know it came out. That looks Put good. your comic up just a little bit. What'd you say? Put it up a little, a little higher. A little bit. But on the other side, no. <laughs> what? What are you? The other what? side of your face, hey. Oh, I see what you're saying. Have a cut. There you go, kid. Oh wow! <laughs> it's perfect. I don't That's know. Amazing. I don't know what you're implying, Paul, but <laughs> the artwork is way better than Dario's face. <clears throat> I'm still telling you, he has to start calling him Caesar. Ah, jeez. <laughs> Okay. I hope you get a screenshot of that, Derek. That's me. That's, that's nice. uncanny how... <laughs> how it lines up with my big shots. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I want, actually, I totally forgot that was coming out, so I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on it. So this is from Marvel Comics 20th Century Fox Studios brand, and it is Planet of the Apes, and this is set in the time frame of the current movies that they've been doing over the past mm-hmm, 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that means that... Which, by uh, the way, they are going to be continuing. Right, and I think the continuation, it's they're continuing that timeline, right? Is yes. What they're doing? There is at least one, possibly another trilogy coming. So this uh, tells a story. It kind of, it, 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 it's going, it seems like it's going to focus on one army officer whose name, I'm going to need to get my glasses for this. I don't think they actually... <laughs> I don't know if I got her name. Torin is her last name, but throughout the course of the book, it starts. Um, it starts in two thousand. Uh, it starts in twenty eleven and kind of recaps the the the, um, the events of the first movie, all the way up to the attack on on Golden Gate Bridge, and then it jumps to um, two army people on a plane uh, transporting apes to do a mission in Florida and they're talking about how there's a a terrorist organization that is out to kill all apes because they feel like the apes spread the simian flu and their reason why human because the 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 pandemic for the simian flu is so bad that just like in the movies Mm. it's it's going it's going bad for for humans uh so there's a terrorist organization that figures that if they can just kill all the apes they'll stop the flu from spreading so the army is trying to save as many apes as they can by moving them into um, uh, sanctuaries and things like that that have medical facilities there because their thought is they could use the apes to come up with a um, uh, an antidote. So um, basically they know the apes are smarter, but they don't know how smart they are now. And it kind of tracks the history of the terrorist organization and what they're doing. And also, this girl as she grew as she's growing up, uh, we see the, the the army girl. We see that when she was a little kid, she um, she she kind of was watching news with the with the ape attack and, and Golden Gate Bridge and all the other stuff growing up. But she was never afraid of the apes. So she's kind of in charge of this trio. There's an orangutan and two chimpanzees that she's kind of like guiding. I mean, she could speak uh, sign language. And she's telling the apes not to be afraid and that they're on this mission. And that's really kind of how episode um, issue one ends. 
Um, so they're not on any kind of army mission or anything. Well, they're on a mission, but we don't know what the mission is yet. And we're just kind of getting a feel for the setting and who the main bad guys are going to be, which is going to be this terrorist organization. The art's really good. The uh, creative team is the writer is David F. Walker. The artist is Dave Watcher, W-A-C-H-T-E-R, so Watcher, I think is how it's pronounced. The colorist is Brian uh, Valenza, and our favorite letterer, V.C. Joe's Caramaga. How do you say it? Caramaga. Say it right? Caramaga, yeah. So that's everybody that worked on this book. Um, it's good. I think it's great. It's a good opener. I mean, not a whole lot happened, but it kind of gave you the knowledge that you needed for the movies if you hadn't seen them, and kind of sets up the characters that we're going to be following. So it's not following Caesar or any of his people. It's a separate separate group of apes. Um, I don't know if they're going to handle this like they're doing the alien or the predator line because the alien predator line is basically a series of miniseries. They're not advertising it as miniseries, but once they get to once they get to the end of the storyline, they restart with an issue one. Right. And why did they restart with an issue one? Because number one sell. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I recommend that book. Excellent. The next book on my list is, I will go to this one, I think, is from Dark Horse Comics, and it's called Clear. <clears throat> and it's a pretty substantial book. It's pretty thick for comics these days. Um, it's promoted as a comicology original, which tells me, I think this was originally released electronically i don't think it had a, it didn't have a physical print this was on this oh, was something you had to read yeah. online is that and, so is that a number one issue or a? yeah that's a number one it's not like a one shot that's a number one it's a mini series okay and it, it, the creative team for this book is scott schneider is the writer uh, francis manipal does the art and colors like and and wood design does the letters i honestly i have mixed feelings about Scott Snyder. Do you? So I. Yeah. I liked him. I thought I really liked him at first, and then one, I don't know. One of the one of the series did it. He did. I was just like, I do not like this at all. Well, he. I don't know. He puts work out. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I girls. <laughs> so the concept of this book I thought was very interesting. So I put it on pre-order, and. It's set in uh, San Francisco 2025, uh, 2052, excuse me. And it's set in a world where um, everybody, nobody um, doesn't wear some sort of helmet or contact lens or something that um, influences what they see. So, you know how you could, if you're playing a video game, if you want to run a mod, you can put a different skin on a video game so you see different things. Mm-hmm. Or the whole concept is, is, is you can reskin the world. So I put these glasses on. Sure. Derek, I don't want to see you. I want to see. The feeling. Is I want to see Booster Gold. I mean, who doesn't want to see Booster Gold? That's so right. when I'm talking to you, I'm talking that's to Booster Gold. I'd rather be Booster Gold, but hey, you know. <laughs> so that's the concept. And there's a there's a um, a small group of people that have decided they no longer want to be um, in in this situation where they all have to wear these things and they want to see the world for what it is. Um, and it's a murder mystery. It starts with oh, a suicide okay. that we think is a murder. And 
there's a police officer that we follow throughout this this storyline who has decided he wants to take his take his goggles off so he can see the world for what it is. And uh, as interesting as I thought the story sounded when I read the ad, and as big and meaty as a comic this is for what I paid for, it's it's only six bucks. Uh, and as great as the art is, I was so bored with this book. Oh yeah, oh, so really? Yeah. <laughs> I got issue two in my box, and I was like. I don't think I want to read issue two, so I might I might read it just to see if it gets any better. But you know, I can't really, I can't really recommend this book. Yeah, wow. the concept sounds it good. For, I can recommend it for the quantity of pages that you get for what you pay because it's a lot. <laughs> oh, but six bucks. Yeah. yeah. See again, Snyder. I just sometimes I don't know. I thought I liked him for a while, but then then the more I read of him, the more I'm like. I Oh, you know what it is? It's the stupid, um, the, um... You Death know. Metal? Yes, the metal oh, stuff. Oh. I'm like, ugh, this is just awful. It's awful. Exactly. So, this is the thing. Is, 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 as much as when I read the ad for this, the promotional ad work for this, and, and talking about the world and what people do, as I was reading this book, I found it very difficult to actually imagine anybody operating in a day-to-day life with these things on. I mean, it's like you go home and you're like, you know, you don't even know who you're talking to. You know, it's like, oh, my, there's my puppy, but it's not a puppy. I want to see a cat. So why not just get a puppy? (laughs) But anyway, so I just couldn't deal with it. I I don't recommend that book. Is that do it? Oh, throw over my shoulder? Yeah, throw it over your shoulder. Oh, that's a six dollar book. There you <laughs> go. Is that is that a mini series or or the start of a series? I don't know. I don't, don't know. Care. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's a mini series because it was a it was a web book that got put in the print. Oh, right. That's right. You said that. Yeah. Apparently, it was good enough to put the print. Anyway, yeah, he throws it over his shoulder and he can't just leave it there. He's got to go pick it up. I can't. <laughs> I can't leave it in the ground. It's a comic. It, it, it's, yeah. very, it's very therapeutic, though. It was. Thank you, Paul. I really appreciate that. All right. The next book on my list is from DC Comics, because I can't go without reviewing a DC comic. Oh, oh good. It is I want to know Green you. Arrow number one. I want to hear your hey, thoughts. I got that, too. I want to hear your Did thoughts you? on this one as well. All right. Well, these two will be back-to-back. So we, Paul and I read this, and... We all read that. Yeah, but I don't care about Paul's thoughts. The creative team on this book is Joshua Williamson is the writer. Sean, oh Jesus, um, Zaski. It's it's spelled I Z A A K S E. Zaski. Get it right. Um, interior and cover and main cover art is done by uh, Romulo Bajardo Jr. The cover is very green. It is. Because I got the greenest cover I could get. There are a lot of different uh, variant covers for this that, that were really good. And the interior art in this book is is great. I love it a lot. Is it? Um, so if you're not familiar with uh, what happened to Green Arrow during Dark Crisis, um, he was he was killed in quotation marks, and along with the, but he was the first he was the first one killed, and then the rest of the Justice League were killed. And in that storyline, there they were kind of dropped into their own perfect world so they wouldn't have to fight to, to, to escape. 
And Green Arrow was the only one who didn't escape. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if they even gave him a perfect world, but in the end, he didn't really escape. He was technically dead. Anyway, guess what? He's not dead. No. Uh, <clears throat> Green Arrow wakes up on uh, washed ashore in an island. He's talking about, you know, kind of what his life is like. And he's like, oh, holy crap, I'm washed up on an island again. <laughs> and But this island isn't like any other island. This island is like... It's in space, and who knows if it's really in space, but it's 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 not on Earth. It's wow. not in Star City anymore. Right, it's not in Star City anymore. But then, and then after that, it goes to him basically giving us the breakdown of his origin. Um, he t- tells us about him real quick. He talks about how he used to be a total tool, like a millionaire tool bag. He got washed up on an island, learned how to uh, fire a bone arrow, Became a superhero, joined the Justice League, had kids, met Black Canary, um, and introduces uh, Roy Harper, Connor Hawk. So Roy Harper, Harper, if you don't know who he is, is the first sidekick to Green Arrow, Speedy. Yep. Uh, Connor Hawk, if you don't know who he is, is his son that he had with a supervillain woman. I don't remember her name. Paul, do you remember her name? It was it was was it Shadow from uh, Long Bow Hunters. No, it wasn't Shadow. It was like an assassin girl. The Poison Woman, I think. Anyway, or maybe I'm thinking about, I might be thinking about Roy's uh, girlfriend. Either way. You're thinking, of, you're thinking of Cheshire. I am. And that's Roy Harper. That's Roy Harper, okay. So they introduced Roy Harper and Connor Hawk and Black Canary. They're all teamed up uh, while Green Arrow's missing. And they're fighting crime. And then they run into Cheshire Cat who I think they first introduced her in the cartoon. Did they first introduce her in the um, Young Justice cartoon? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, Bueller? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think they did. Maybe anyway, Young Justice. Yeah, I think they introduced her in the Young Justice cartoon, and they're bringing her into main continuity. Um, but So they introduced all, all these um, Arrow-based characters from the history of Gain Arrow, and they bring them all together. Um, and ultimately... It hasn't become a mystery as to where um, Oliver Queen is yet, but it's going to, I think, build up towards that. Um, I've noticed since the DC did their re- their relaunch and they're doing this dawn of the DC, they're really, and I appreciate this. I think they're really pushing the 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 character family books. Like Action Comics is a Superman family book. It's going to focus on each of the members of the of the Superman team. And this Green Arrow is going to focus on all the other arrows, which I, hmm. you know, if we're not going to have if we're not going to have team up books, and there's all these really good characters out there, then I think bringing back the family style books, like the Batman family and the Superman family books, is a good idea. Yep. Um, for an issue one, I think it's good. It introduces the character to people who don't know who he is, and then the supporting cast. Uh, I think the art's good, and I feel like this could turn out to be a really good series, so long as it. Keep some momentum and start mission one. So this gets a this gets a recommendation from me. All right, I'm gonna have to check nice. it out. I like. Oh, you have any thoughts on that like book before? Arrow, so I'm a fan of Green Arrow, so I'll definitely be checking. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, like I mentioned before, is Warlock Rebirth. Yeah, from Marvel Comics. I'm also Love a huge fan of Warlock, Warlock, so I was very excited about this. The creative team is the writer is Ron Mars, the penciler is Ron Lim. Both Inks um, is, both great. I love both of them. Yeah, I agree. Inks is Don Ho, and colors are 
Romulo Fajaro Jr. from another book that I talked about. And letters is VC's Joe Sabano. He was from from Green uh, Green Arrow. Yep. So this book takes place earlier in Marvel's history. Um, It even says right in the opening page, uh, it takes place on Monster Isle in the past. And they introduce Captain Marvel's son. Those of you who may or may not know who he is, he's Val L. I thought it was Genis. It is Genis, you're right. Genis L? Yeah, Genis L. Yeah. And so he goes to uh, meet Warlock so he can learn more about his dad. And at this time in Marvel history, the Infinity Watch is still a thing. So Gamora's there, Pit the Trolls there, and all that. And gotta love any book that has Pit the Troll in it. Yeah, it's great. Um, and this, all I can say is this book hits every important key for me. It's bringing back uh, uh, what I feel was a really good time in Marvel right after the uh, Infinity Gauntlet storyline that led into Infinity Watch. Um, it has some yeah. really cool characters in it. It takes place on Monster Island, so you get to see characters like Goom. <laughs> Goom, uh, yes. Yeah, characters like Goom, which is the best. Oh my god! And uh, I love that. Hell, I love that. And he, when he when he gets uh, when he picks him up, and he's like, "I am Goom," and he's like saying, "Oh, you want to fight? You want to go?" And he's like, "Yes." <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, and he wasn't expecting Goom to talk. Yeah. He was just like, "Oh wait, you understand me?" And then he stopped on him. Yeah. Hell, now, when I read when I read the advertisement for this book. And I found out that they were introducing a female version of Adam Warlock called Eve Warlock. I laughed a long time. <laughs> I thought it was dumb. And I also thought that they had already introduced a female version of Adam Warlock a million years ago who was called her. Right. Because yep. he was called him. And then eventually she became a character called Kismet. Mm. And as far as I know, uh, if she hasn't died, she's still floating around in Marvel Universe somewhere. I don't remember what happened to her, but now there's essentially the same character calling her Eve. Um, but she shows up in this book, immediately kicks Adam's ass, takes his soul gem, and is like, "Out! I'm out." Wow. <laughs> yep. We even so, had when she was coming out of her cocoon, they had they had Kirby crackle. Oh, did they? How did I miss yep. that? Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Um, this book's great. Like I said, this book this book hits all the right keys for me, and I would say if you're a fan of this time frame of Marvel, you should definitely read it. I'll be picking that up. Yeah, I think you'd like it. What co- what which cover did you get, Derek? Oh, Same one as you. <laughs> the Alan Davis. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. Can you hold it up? Right here. Yeah, I see that cover. I don't know why. You know what? When I was when I was um, grabbing that off the shelf, there was a customer going through it in front of me, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to get in front of them, so I just told them to just hand me any cover. So I just because uh, I just want to read it. By now, um, that would be on Dave's cover. So I got to make a sound for this, but editor's note. So apparently, um, at some point, uh, Kismet became the character Aisha. What Aisha? Yeah. And she was under the control of the supervillain Crucible on Genosha. It was the last entry. If it took took place in an X-Men book after 1994, then I can understand why I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a good chance she'd be dead. That's it for my reviews. I got 
three thumbs up and one thumbs down. I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, my only problem, my only complaint about it is it seemed super short. I wish I would like to have seen, I would like for there to have been more. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a good and a bad. Cause it also means I enjoyed it enough that I wanted more, but it also means that it was a little, it was shorter than I would like it to have been. Did either was, of you read silver server rebirth? I did I didn't yes. not. I was going to, but I missed it. I did. Is it good? I read a couple of the issues. I liked it. It seemed good. I liked it a lot. Is it worth reading? Yes. Yep. Right after that, happens, that happens before this, right? Yes. 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 Yeah, because yeah. it's because of, I think it was issue number yes, five. Because Marvel was, was sent by Silver Surfer to Mount, to the uh, Monster Island to learn more about his dad. Yeah. We'll have to go and find those issues and read them. Okay. Uh, that's all you got, um, Dario? Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Let's move on to Paul. Yay. Well, I had three, <laughs> <laughs> but Dario did did most of my work for me, so I appreciate that. You're welcome. The third one that I have is, um, it's a Marvel book. No. Yes. Actually, it's wow. It's uh Star Wars. What? That's even more of a surprise. Wow. Darth Vader, black, white, and red. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that came out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I said Paul goes next, not John. I got three. <laughs> I got. I, I didn't even know that came out. I picked up three different covers. All three? Yep. Yeah, I got that one. Wait a minute. I see. I'm going to have to make a trip to the store tomorrow, Dario. Oh, my gosh. Try not to have a glare on it. That's a good cover. I like that cover a lot. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. Then I got nice. Ooh. I saw the advertisement for that one. That's the one I want. I think the one with uh, his helmet off. Oh yeah, can you see that? Does that does that unhelmeted head look more like Hayden Christensen, or is that the, uh, or does it look like the old British guy? Uh, I think it looks know, more. It's hard to it tell. Well, that would I depend. The, this is the preview. Oh, yeah, you can see it. Yeah, that would it also looks, depend I guess on when. That is a. Then the third one I got was this one. Yeah, that's the one that John put aside for me. I didn't love that cover. So the first cover is a big close up. Oh, not oh, close yeah. up. It's a picture of Vader that's from the okay. torso up, and it's almost all red because of his saber. The second one, he's got his helmet off, and the third one, holding the saber again. Um, actually, did you see the? Did you did you look on the back cover? They have a promotion for a new. For a new Star Wars book, it's called Empire. Ooh, that's cool. So I kind of like. I want to see that one too. Yeah. All right. The team, the artistic team is Jason Aaron um, for the, for the writing, Leonard Kirk for the art, and you said his, it's um the it's the guy that did the um the Green Arrow um hold on. What the writer? No, the artist. Oh, it's the same artist. Ramundo Ramundo Ferrerud Ferrerud Junior. Yeah. Excuse me, because they got because in this it's like it's not one story; it's like uh, short stories. Mm-hmm. It's an anthology, um, right? And they have like three oh, cool, of them yeah. in here. Is that just a one shot? No. No. 
it's gonna be a four part, I believe. So, and then the other one, the middle one is uh by Peach Momoku. We talked about her. Yeah, she did. She did the middle story, and the third one is the uh, the writer is Turan uh, Turan Gondback. The artist is Claude Jansen. Then they have like then they list like the multiple artists for um the covers. So I mean I'm not gonna tell you all three stories. Here, can you see the art? Mm-hmm. I mean the art I like the art for all of them. It was it was different. It's the peach. You know how funny it is that who who'd have thought that at one point in our lives we'd have a comic that was entirely about Darth Vader. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. right. That was ongoing and not just a one yeah, shot. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it was and right. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta think about all right. They've already had two or three Darth Vader series. Right. I just mean in general. And, and they haven't gotten oh, yeah. they haven't gotten past issue thirty five yet. Well they restarted they always, so I mean, yeah, for but, a certain point that restarted. Right. And why so did they restart it, Dario? What? Why do they restart it, Dario? Because uh, when they get to the beginning of another movie, they restart it. No, no, no. Well, yep. Yeah, that's one reason, too. But what's the Oh, other they reason? restart it because number one sell. That's right. <laughs> number one sell. So, I mean, all in all, I like, I like the covers. Normally, I don't buy, you know, multiple of an issue. But I like the covers on, all, like on, on the Dark Vader a lot. Um, and like I said, they're short stories. It was a it was a quick read, and all in all, I recommend them. I recommend it. Nice. All right. Um, anything else, Paul? Other than Nightwing kicks ass? No. <laughs> what? Nightwing kicks ass. I don't recall seeing that book on the shelf. And uh, the new miniseries is probably because it's sold that. out. Yeah. Huh? Sure. We'll go with that. All right, John. What you got for us? <laughs> all right. So I have kind of like three books. Yeah. The Hidden Empire, issue five. Ooh. I picked that up, too. Did you? Yep. I, I've been picking it up. I think I've picked up the series for the most part. But uh, I kind of like the uh, the story behind it. The Krisnan Dawn <laughs> soldiers. But uh, the writer is Charles Soule. The artist is Steve Cummings. Inked by uh, Victor Alazaba and Wayne Falcher. Colored by Guru EFX. Letterer is uh, VC's Travis Lenham. And uh, cover art is by uh, Paulo Superia. Mm-hmm. I can by get who? that right. And uh, Rosenberg. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it, this issue here, I decided to go over instead of the Darth Vader stuff. Because I feel like I do Darth Vader, and what does it have on it, anyways? Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get far. out of my box a little bit, but anyways, the reason why I get into this is because uh, the Emperor takes a hand in this, you know, and you don't see him, you know, uh, get the lightsaber out and stuff like this, and he's like, "Oh, I enjoy doing this. I I, I forgot how much I missed this, you know, <laughs> picking a lightsaber up, but." Basically, the reason why uh, they're going to the planet is because the leader of the Chrisman Dawn, Kira, uh, has this thing called a Fermata Cage, which hosts uh, an old Sith, right? An old, powerful Sith, from my understanding. And it holds all this power and stuff. And if they 
what they're going to do is they're going to try to release the cage, which will release the Sith. And Vader and uh, the Emperor are trying to either stop it or try to acquire it for their own use, you know. And so basically what happens is, and there's another character in here too, which is kind of interesting. Derek probably knows this character. Uh, oh, uh, Dr. Afra. Yep. You probably know this character, you, Derek. Do you read the Dr. Afro books, John? Well, you know, I I kind of liked it was a yes her or no question, John. He first came out, and <laughs> it's a yes and no answer. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. So, to make a long story short, I picked up the most recent issue. But I that's the first issue I picked up of her. But oh, okay. I have, like, right. her first appearance. Uh-huh. She, She's a podiatrist, uh, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, She's Darth Vader's <laughs> I thought she was a proctologist. Vader, where oh, yeah. are <laughs> So anyways, the, uh, Kira's plan works. Uh, she gets trapped. They get trapped. Vader and uh, the Emperor are together. And of course, there's this, uh, the Ren, there's these Ren guys. The Knights of Ren? Yep, you got it. The Knights of Ren. So they. Where have I heard of them? They said, right. They defeated, uh, they saved them, right? And then afterwards, they go down to them and they say, oh, you know, we saved you, you know, and, you know, we can be worked together. And they basically kill off half of them. Yeah, okay, whichever you guys survive, you can hang out with us, you know. What, Vader and the Emperor do that? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Because <laughs> I I haven't liked those characters since they showed up. Like they've been like in the prior series, and I'm just like, oh yeah, these dudes are so lame. Oh yeah, uh, I'm not a so? fan of them. You know, uh, they're there, so you got to kind of take the the good with the bad. And I I just kind of laugh because you know, once again, Vader and the Emperor being jerks. You know? <laughs> it's called That's Sith, right. John. They're being Sith. <laughs> oh. Well, we don't call you a Seth, do we? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dark. What was that? You will that too... <laughs> uh, So I forgot where I was going with this, but basically, Kara, who was the uh, leader of the Crimson Dawn, she kind of put all her cards into this play, and it basically destroyed her Crimson Dawn. Uh, hidden empire and that, that's kind of like the end of her so she has to go into hiding and stuff like that and that's how is that's that the last happens. issue that's the last issue issue five so oh, Dawn is. is done right it's done and as as i know unless Derek who has knows. who has that, that that device does vader and the emperor have it or was it destroyed yeah uh i think it got destroyed but i think they that's a good question they have it yeah but the the basically the guy that exited the the cage went into another uh like a little token coin instead so it's kind of like okay this this story can evolve mm-hmm. but it's he instead of in the, the cage now he's in this coin from the looks of it and no one no one really picks up this coin so i read i read all of crimson dawn and i wasn't entirely thrilled with it i really was looking forward to it and i was like yeah it's okay and then i started reading the hidden empire and after i read issue one and I found out that they were after this infinity cage or whatever it was called. I was just like, see ya. Over the shoulder, yeah. Over the shoulder. So I, I've been following it a little bit. But, you know, this issue obviously got me uh, interested because of Vader and uh, 
and propel the team, you know, and going at it and stuff like that with these guys. And I thought it was kind of interesting. That's Emperor why I picked Palpatine, it. or as uh, we like to call him on uh, my other podcast, Keepers of the Fringe, Papa Palpy. <laughs> <laughs> What's his Are first it? name? Is his first name Shiv? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's it on that one. Any questions or? Nope. Okay. So my next one is Wiz oh, Comics. Oh, sorry. That's it. We're out of time, John. So move on. Yeah. To... Go ahead. Wow. So this... Uh, I picked this one up just because I'm trying to get out of uh, the realm that I'm stuck in, which is Lame. kind of like Star Wars and no coolness, right? Read what you like. Well, since, so, you, since you mentioned Star Wars, I, I'm afraid I can't argue. So um, Right, yeah. So continue. I always thought Captain Marvel was kind of interesting, but he never seemed <laughs> to get a lot of, uh, what do you call it, uh, attention. You know, you didn't seem to have too many books. So it's just kind of interesting because it's you, you guys all know the story, but it's just a reprint of his first appearance, and I thought it was pretty good. I don't even know the – they don't have the – back in these days, this came out in 1940, right? So they didn't write down the artist and the writers, but I it looked it be, up. There should be C.C. Beck. I think he did it from, I think he did it from the start. So yeah, what, C. C. what is Beck. this? Yeah. Let's go and back to Bill Parker first, is before the writer. you continue. What is this that you are reviewing? This Wiz is Comics. Wiz Comics, and this is uh, February 1940. I don't think it's actually issue one. So is it? Just, uh, is it a reprint? Yeah, it's, it's a, a reprint. Yeah, it's this a is a fiscal Yeah, okay. Derek, he went back in time and bought it. Uh, uh, it says Wiz Wiz Comics crazy. issue two from the looks of it, along with the almanac, and there's. There's like uh, three or four stories in here, but to be honest with you, I was only interested in reading this. You didn't read the detective one. story? There's a detective story in there. I didn't. Is it any good? They're all bad. No. <laughs> all right. What the hell so you want? It's, it's kind of interesting because it has all the old. Uh, yeah. We'll get to. But you want to learn how to type? You can take a typing class. Yeah, that'll be yeah. an interesting tie into my review. Look at that. Type of typewriter, you know. Jeez, if this ad is still valid, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> but so John, um, if you if you like if you like the Shazam Captain Marvel, his new book starts next week. Does it? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. and so we'll see mm-hmm. if I, I pick it up or not. But it's just Thumbs kind of interesting, on the third, right? Yeah, he's a, he's uh, a cosmic guru, but I gotta tell him what when the freaking books come out. It comes out next week. I don't even know the exact date. <laughs> it comes out next week. Comic book comes out day next is Tuesday. typically Wednesday or Tuesday. Tuesdays now. They probably uh, get them on Tuesdays and they put them out for Wednesdays. No, DC comes out Tuesday. We get them Monday. We put them out on Tuesday. They're still doing it. Yeah, and then everything else comes out on Wednesdays. If so we that, can only if we can only get a direct current. Never, never gonna happen. What are you looking at? What is that? This, oh my! Don't tell me you read that. Not the whole thing. Oh, have you read this? What is? I that? have started. I have started to read it. What is? Drinko is a wordy guy. So this this is uh, the history of comics. Wait a minute. Part two minute, by Jim Steranko. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So what? I don't have to wait, wait for anything. Wait a minute. What was your final verdict on the Wiz comics? So Did you want to take I a thought whiz it was, on it? I I thought it was okay. Okay. You know. Uh, I, I, it's Overall, you know yeah. it's a little dated, right? Sure. It, it was made like eighty years ago, so I'm kind of like, eh, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's okay, you know. 
but uh, I, I think it was worth a read just to kind of get the history and see see what it's like, you know. Did you did you um did you get anything out of that that you didn't know before? Because you know sometimes if you go no, back and uh, read older you know first appearances or whatever, you're like, oh, I didn't know that. This is how it actually. The one happened. thing I thought was interesting was the artwork, right? Because it's just uh. It's so different. I, I I don't know how to explain it. You know, it's I wouldn't. I can explain it. Like they plain, hired they hired plain they hired people, Jane, the street, but, they people off the street and they would just they would just sit. Yeah. In a, in, it, in a hotel it seems room. kind of like simple stuff, right? And not too much detail, but the, there is a little there is a little like mystery to it, right? Like I feel like you know on the first page he he has this guy in shadows and it's kind of mysterious. And, so I thought that was pretty good in that regard, you know. So it, I I forget the name again, uh, Dario, and I should know the CC Beck, right? He he was I think he was the first one to obviously because this is the first appearance. He he was the first one to draw Shazam, and I think and it says that in this next thing coming up uh, that he was a big pivotal part of it. But yeah, so I think it's worth a read just for historical purposes, but. Would I read it again? No, I'm not, not too much into it. It's like, eh. so I think I may have, a, I don't know if I have a copy of this. When I was a kid, the uh, uh, Lemister Library had this book that was like, all it did was reprint Golden Age origin stories. Yeah. That was in it. Batman was in it. Superman was in it. Plastic Man was in it. I don't know. Other weird characters were in it. And I must have read it like a thousand times. So, I, I mean, that particular, like, Shazam story. Um, I just remember. I mean, I would, this book was oversized, and I would just be like, nine-year-old Dario going to the library. I'm going to read this book again for a hundredth time." <laughs> <laughs> the, book, the book that he's holding came out in the seventies. Right. Oh, yeah, that yeah. So. That's not the book I'm talking about. That's the uh, uh, history. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the what is that? History of Marvel Comics? No, History of this Comics. Is history of Comics by Jim yeah. Steranko, and I think this. I think you're right, Paul. This came out. Well, I, I say seventy two. So I almost had Steranko sign my copy, but it, I had him sign something else instead. And the thing is, yeah. is that there's so much going on in that cover. I thought if he signed it, he wouldn't be able to read the signature. So I had him sign my. By trade uh, that reprints all of his all his shield stuff, yeah. and he signed it in a spot where it's like it just it's a lot. There's a lot going on on this panel, and he signed it right in the spot. And it's just I should have just brought that. You can't even tell us. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, thanks. Mm-hmm. This is trying yeah. to, I can barely read the signature. Thank you. <laughs> so the reason why I decided to do this one is because I just did the Wiz comics and. This one here, uh, I've read 30 pages into it. And you guys know this is a big format. I can't even get it on the screen. Really. Yeah, that's you a know? great and you'll get You get a lot out of that. Yeah, and you do. And there's a lot of history here. The problem is, you know, it's kind of you're, you're trying to read it. It's a little difficult. The world's just small. And the thing's so big that you can't even, you know, hold it like a regular book or a comic, right? So you're just trying to sit there. So it's a little difficult to do if it was like, I don't know, like a regular size book or something. I probably be done it by now. But I started it. When did Jim Strankle come like last October or something yeah, like that? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It that so I've, I've had it. Uh, I've had I bought it like a couple of weeks after that because, you know, it piqued my curiosity. 
And I started reading it, and it's interesting. It goes over all the Shazam stuff, which is why I picked up Wiz Comics that and you guys talk about DC stuff a little bit. But um, the history is very interesting how, uh, you know, like Marvel Comics has a Captain Marvel. But even before that, there were some lawsuits about Superman copying Shazam and mm, stuff yeah, like that. And that, yeah. it's it's really interesting. And he goes into great, great detail about it. And you can you can tell it's him talking because of the way he phrases stuff, you know. So it's kind of funny. When did Shazam come out? 40. 1940. That's two years after. That's two. It's two years after Superman. Superman came out. Superman. Superman came in '39, so just a year. Yeah, so I think oh, there right, so. I think they were saying super. Sorry, uh, they were saying super. Shazam was uh, taking credit Superman? for Superman. Right. Yeah, they were saying they were saying that there was too many similarities between Shazam and yep. and Superman because. Shazam was a little kid that used a magic word to have the power of the gods, and Superman was an alien who came to Earth, rocketed from another planet. So, very similar. Very, yep. very similar. Very similar, right. Almost Superman wore blue, right. Captain Marvel wore red. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought they were very different. You know, yeah, they're both super strong. But they, they won in the court, best. and the reason why DC sued him was because Captain Marvel was outselling Superman by a lot. Yeah. So right. That's why yeah, I think that's why they did it. Yep. But it, it. And it's very interesting and it does, it is kind of uh, long winded, but it's very interesting. It's just, I wish it was a different format and I wish I had more time to read something like this. But yeah, reading oversized books isn't easy. You've got one of the, yeah. um, you've got one of the, one of the rarer ones that don't have, that doesn't have the, um, the, the title on the front. It's a virgin cover. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know if there's uh, different printings of this or anything like that, but I love it. They printed printed it with the logo and without the logo. They did? Okay. I know there's issue one and issue two. This is issue two. Mm -hmm. I think he always said he was going to do a third one, but he hasn't done a third one. Yeah, there's still time. Yeah. (laughs) Tick tock, tick tock. (laughs) (laughs) So So what time period does that issue cover? This, that goes up through X, his work on X Men. That goes up to probably okay eighty at least. Oh, this this history thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the the print date on this is seventy two, so I don't think it goes past seventy two. Oh, okay. I thought it covered his work on on, on X Men too. That was wrong. Oh, he had like one yeah. of the originals. It's it could cover the future issues. I'm a future boy. You never know. Hello, future they boy. Do they do that in comics all the time. <laughs> So, talking about reprinting stuff, you know how you talk about how there's the you know, format that's in. Um, you're familiar with omnibuses, right? Yes. You know, and omnibuses are like generally really huge, thick, uh, right? Yeah. Hardcovers, but they're not they're not unwieldy, but they're just they're big. Um, they're reprinting uh, Marvel Age as an omnibus. Marvel Age, really? Yeah, I don't know if anybody really cares about that, but me. But I asked John to order it for me. I'm very excited for it. <laughs> John's walking into the darkest room. He's outside now. Are you outside? I have to get, <laughs> I have to get a battery. <laughs> All right, John, is that it, or do you have more? That's it. Yeah, I don't have anything other than Thunder. Oh, I don't want to give away Dark's surprise. Uh, it's not a surprise. It's going to be. It's a surprise. It's going to be in the in the it's a surprise. All right, fine, John. That's a surprise. It was a surprise? surprise? I don't no, know. It's, it's not a surprise. 
It's I don't in think the show. you told if, your listeners yet. If you read the show notes, you will see that our off-the-shelf book is Thunderbolt. Oh, all right. I I didn't know that. Hey, surprise, John. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's a surprise <laughs> for me. <laughs> so I have only one book here to review, um, and that is um. So it's it's Warlock Rebirth, and it's oh wait a minute. Is it Play of the Apes? Play of the Apes? No, there's a book called Clear. No, 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 it wasn't. It sure as hell wasn't Wiz Comics. I'm not reading anything called Wiz Comics. No. They make cheese, too. <laughs> My book is actually the first issue of a, I believe it's a six-issue miniseries, and this actually came out last October, I believe, but I've been wanting to read it, um, so I picked it up last week, and so that is... Um, it is Gotham City Year One Issue One. So the cover. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that book. book. Yeah. So this is you know like all Year Ones. This is you know um, a tale from long ago. I think this takes place. And um, well, one thing is it. One important thing is it kind of poses the question: um, Is there anything to care about in a book about Gotham City if there's no Batman. And I'll tell you the answer to that in a minute. So first of all... (laughs) (laughs) I I, I see another shoulder thrower. (laughs) No spoilers. First of all, here we go. The search for the creative... It's on the 19th page. Some guy (laughs) wrote it, some guy drew it, some guy inked it, and some guy added words. Alright, so there we go. One person. Um, So first of all, in and here's another another thing that I was interest made me interested to read. It was written by Tom King. Um, we all know Tom King, yes. In relation, in relation to Stephen. No, you guys know Tom King. No. Yeah, I know who Tom King is. All right. Um, who's done some interesting stuff? I'd say yes. He's either really good or he sucks. Dario, just like Scott. Just that, like Scott Snyder. Exactly. That is an excellent way to put it. Dario, actually, as a matter of fact, that is a perfect way to, and I completely agree with you, um, because he's done some amazing stuff, and then he's done some not so amazing stuff. There's literally no, 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 like, middle ground with him. It's either really freaking good, or it really, really sucks. (laughs) Well, it's like that with, with a lot of them. There's a lot of stuff I read that's just throwaway stuff. I think it's very mediocre. Yeah. Except, except Jim Shooter, because then all his shit, all his writing (laughs) is shit. We'll talk about Jim Shooter in his own show. No, there's a a difference with Jim Shooter, Paul, because he's... There's also some editing that he's done that's really bad as well. But uh, he's well-rounded. He's a well-rounded shithead then. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, So I know, uh, for example, that you, you, Paul, definitely know Tom King's work because he did um, an issue of Nightwing, number 30. Yep. Um, He's done Grayson. Yep. Um, I haven't read those. Uh, he's done a few other things, Robin War, some other Batman stuff. He was on Batman for a little while. Um, detective Tom stuff. King, Tom King did did he do the Batman Year One during Fifty Two? No. Or was that Snyder? I think that was Snyder. No Snyder. Um, he did Heroes in Crisis. Um, he did uh, Rorschach <laughs> book. Yeah. Uh. And uh, he's done a few other great things. What would you say 
Dario, what would you think is what would you think is something really good that he did that that you liked? Um, King. Yeah, he did. Uh, His run of Batman is great, all the way up until when he was supposed to get married to Catwoman, and then it trashed. Right, right. Um, oh, that Strange Adventures series. Yeah, that was good. The um, Vision, Mister Miracles, the Mister Miracles. Miracle, yeah, the Vision yeah. series was good. So he's done some like really, really good stuff. And then, um, so anyway, so um, the thing about the Gotham <laughs> <laughs> Year One is it takes place as I said I think in the 50s I'm not 100% I kind of didn't really care that much into it and it's basically a detective story um about a guy named Sam Hadley um who's also goes who also goes by the name Slam and is working on a case because the Waynes uh they have a daughter who got kidnapped and he's kind of he gets caught up in there in the whole story of the kidnapping and he kind of so basically it's kind of your typical detective story um he was being a dick i got that paul i got it oh i don't <laughs> think i don't think i finished doing the creative team so it was written by tom king pencils by phil hester who's another one that sometimes i really like his stuff and other times i'm like nah. like in this book all of his stuff, all of his characters kind of looked very similar. Like, it was very hard to tell them apart sometimes. Uh, it was inks by by Eric Gapster, colors by Jordi Belair, um, who's great, and letters by Clayton Cowell. So, as I said, this is, a, this is basically a detective story, and it's kind of a basic detective story. So, um, I, was, I was hoping it was going to be really good, and the first issue kind of bored me. Um, I honestly don't know if I want to read any more of it. We'll see. But now, when not to interrupt you, but when you said Wayne's, mm-hmm. was it Thomas? Tom, is it Thomas and Martha? No, it's his grandparents. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I didn't read anything past issue one. Yeah, I don't think I will either. Because uh... they didn't they do in the in the eighties? Didn't they do a series? Uh so it's, it was called, it, it was called GM GCPD. There was a GCPD series, yes. I don't remember when it was, but there was, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, there was a GCPD series, and there's all, there's a bunch of like series based about Gotham itself, and without Batman. Yeah. So right. going back to my earlier question, um, is there any point in reading a book about Gotham that doesn't have Batman in it? I would say, um, in this particular case, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did not enjoy it. Um, I just, I don't know. It was not, I was hoping to enjoy it more than I did and I just didn't. So I'm very, um, disappointed and I recommend skipping it and I will not be reading the rest of the mini series. So there you go. I, Good call. I mean, save your time. Save your money. Yeah. Derek, I think pilot. you would just copy and Dario and throw it, literally throwing it over your shoulder as you're trying to outdo Dario there. <laughs> Be careful. Don't slip on that comic. Oh, I know. It's right? a mile. Can you go hey. pick that up off the floor? No. You better go pick that up. That's causing me stress. I'm a little run concerned. It, run it over with the chair. I don't even know where it went. So there It's over go. there on the other side. <laughs> I don't see it. Keep looking. <laughs> no, no idea. <laughs> All right, so there we go. That's our main reviews for this episode. So now it is time to move on to our 
off-the-shelf segment. And uh, for off-the-shelf, it was my pick, and I decided this this time to pick... Um, so, I picked Thunderbolt Classic Volume 1, and this is the first... The beginning of the Thunderbolts, the first, uh, the first, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The first, um... Storyline. No, no. Right. It is, but that's not the group I'm looking for. Uh, the word I'm looking for. The first, uh, like, uh, group. The first, um, version, I guess. Volume? Incarnation? Yes! Paul, ding, ding, ding. Incarnation. This is the first incarnation of the of the Thunderbolt. And the reason I picked this is because, as we probably are all aware, there is finally a Thunderbolts movie coming, um, eventually. And it is not going to be this, but it's going to be the MCU version of the Thunderbolt. Um, and so I wanted to go back and read what the Thunderbolts originally were, so that we could, uh, you know, what was so great about the original Thunderbolt. <laughs> So, what the heck are you doing, Dario? What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, I take it we all read this, yes? No! no. <laughs> Who did not read no, this, Paul? I also didn't Thank read you. it. You didn't read it either? There's a reason why I didn't read it. It's a valid reason. Okay, what's Is your it, reason? Because it's... I a... don't own it, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> you could have always read it online uh-huh. like I did, or read it on Comixology like I did. So instead, I did quick research on it, because I've read it I read it in the past. I refreshed mm. my memory, mm. and I, uh, I reviewed the... Um, the Avengers storyline where the Masters of Evil like like trash the Avengers mm. and oh, yeah. nothing to do with the Thunderbird, Thunderbolts, but I was like, well, that's not Thunderbirds. I tried. That's a whole. I, I drove in two stores and I'm like, I need this book. Wow, that's pretty crazy, huh? Um. So anyway, the Thunderbolt. <clears throat> well, my um, voice kind of cracked a little bit. The Thunderbolts. Uh. <laughs> it was published by Marvel Comics, and it was created by Kurt Busiek and Mark Bagley, which I did not realize that is the artist. Mark Bagley, also the artist on such classics as Ultimate Spider-Man, um, and just did something. Amazing Spider-Man. He also did Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, now, do you guys like Mark Bagley, or do you not like his work? I like his work. I, I like, like his work. I like Mark Bagley. Depending on what he's like, I love he like. I think he does. I think he fits in great in the Spider-Man stuff. I love it. Some other stuff, eh, yes, not and so no. much. Yeah, it depends. Um, but I think his style fits in great with some, like really great with some things like Spider-Man and such. And I really love it when he does that. I loved him in the Ultimate Spider-Man book. It was mm-hmm. great. He didn't do too good with Thunderbolts though. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I didn't mind. Just saying. It. I mean, I didn't love it, but I didn't mind it. If I could, if I could find my copy, it'd be over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, you wouldn't throw it over your shoulder, Paul. I didn't you hate it, it but yeah, I, no, I, I agree. It's not. It's definitely not the best fit for him, in my opinion. Um, so the Thunderbolts, uh, they first appeared in Incredible Hulk number four forty nine back in January of nineteen ninety seven. Christ, that was a year after I graduated. <laughs> That's because you old. Yeah. 
You should, a year you know, after oh. you graduated? That's Are not you sure true. Graduated that? in 86. <laughs> he said 97. 97. He said 97. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's what he said. He said 97. <laughs> well, you know, Paul's old, so his hearing's not the greatest. But <laughs> So you graduated, what? you immediately went to cryogenic sleep, <laughs> and you woke up, and they, they, they took you out of there cryogenic sleep. There you go. Um, That's right. So um, when they, they first... The Thunderbolts first came out as a group um, of superpowered figures who became heroes to take the place of the Avengers, who were de- declared dead after the events of the 1996, the year Paul graduated, uh, crossover known as <laughs> Onslaught. And what do you guys, what, 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 what opinions do you guys have about the Onslaught thing? Very interesting. You know why they did it? They did it because Marvel was declaring bankruptcy, and they needed to change things up as yes, drastically true. as they could. Yes. It was, oh, like, is that why? It was drawn out. It was too long. <clears throat> so yeah, they did something I which I'm, I, I am always afraid they're going to do again. So they took four of their, their best titles, well, Fantastic Four and Avengers, and then you know technically Thor and Iron Man, but they they they, they stopped producing those. Right. Took them all, and yeah. they said. Hello, competitor, Image Comics, who used to work for us. Why don't you publish this crap, <laughs> publish this crap and see what happens? Yeah. Yeah. And, and who did they get to be involved with that? Jim Lee, Rob Leefield. Rob Leefield and Jim oh, Wilts Prochetio. But it was mostly Jim Lee and... <laughs> yeah, Rob Liefeld, who I'm sorry. That yeah. we've, we've gone over this a million times, haven't we, Paul? Yeah, he'd, he'd do the Captain America Part of it, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. did cap, and then he did. Except for Iron the feet. Man? Did Iron Man have his own book? Iron Man had Wilts Patricio. Is it? I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I, didn't, I don't remember that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Did, and didn't Silver Silver Nesty do uh, Fantastic Four? Mark Silvestri. Uh, Jim Lee did. No, Jim Lee did that. Who did Avengers? Uh, I don't know. They, they didn't did, have one. Did they have they did, one? They had an Avengers book. Oh, so was it was only they only did it for a year, and then after that they brought him back. Right. When they brought him back, they called it Heroes Reborn. But when they when they did that stint with the image artist, what did they call it? Does anybody remember? Heroes Reborn. Yeah. Yeah, it was called Heroes Reborn. Yeah, it was. It was called Heroes Return when he went back to Marvel. Ah, okay. Because I don't remember the uh, Avengers Heroes Reborn. No, it was terrible. It was it was Hulk had long hair. Thor was terrible. Mm. <laughs> they tried to do the same thing with Thor that they did in the Ultimate Verse. They were kind of saying that Thor was not necessarily a god. I think. I oh yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think they. I think they, I think they had there. multiple artists it was working a, on that. Maybe it was such a bad. Ugh. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it yeah. was so bad it wasn't good. So that all <laughs> happened in '97. So. Right, and Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts was uh, was they took was the Masters Universe, the big twist. Yes, they were just that was taking actually, advantage of that was of the, the one the one heroes. thing. One of the cool things about the Thunderbolts was that big twist that it was the Masters oh. of the Universe, and what was also Masters uh, of Evil. Do you mean? Excuse me. Yes. 
No, it was He-Man. Are we talking about He-Man? It was or He-Man. Or... You, well, I don't know what issue. Am I in the wrong I do not know what issue yeah, you read. What's going on? I don't know what, what comic you read, but mine had He-Man, <laughs> Battle Cat, Tila. It had all of them. Man at Arms. I read the same one he read. Mine had Battle Cat in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Masters of Evil. Um, Ram, man. Which was, Battle Cat. <laughs> <laughs> which was interesting because... One thing that was interesting is they did this. They did the big reveal at the end of the first issue, which is interesting. So rather than draw it out, yeah, they just. Kind I would of, have drawn it out. I know you would have, because well, the hero, those that team appeared in two other comics before they got their own book. They were in the Hulk, and they were in another book too. Yes. What was, what the, was other the other book? book? It was just a. It was just a one shot superhero Marvel book. But but they could have other other you know other times they've done things like anything like that they would have um drawn it out for like a whole year or whatever you know the big three yeah. who are the thunderbolts but this one well here's the trick right. is is they actually didn't leak any of this stuff before that book came out so right. it wasn't right. leaked in any news interviews it wasn't leaked in any any like magazines or anything mm. so when the book came out it was it was literally like huh <laughs> right yeah I thought the I, I thought premise was, really... was interesting. Yeah. So, so you had for the Thunderbolt, you had Citizen V, which which is Baron Zemo, which is, I was really hoping that they would do that in the MCU, but it doesn't look like they're going to, unless they're keeping yeah. it a secret, but that would have been. Then you have Atlas, who was actually Goliath. Then you had Mom. I like that character, Goliath. I always liked him. I thought he was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had Mach 1, who was... Actually, Beetle, which was interesting um, for me. I was not not a not that I was a fan of Beetle, but I always I found it interesting that they turned him. I don't know why. Then you had Meteorite, who was Moonstone, um, and Songbird, who was screaming Mimi. So, in my opinion, that's kind of an upgrade. But you know what? <laughs> oh, it's totally an upgrade. Her yeah. costume before was terrible. Oh yeah, and then uh, Techno, who was Fixer. Interesting. Yep. Um. But it's funny because so I knew about all of this and and it it had come out. I was reading comics at the time, but for some reason I just totally did not um, read this version of the Thunderbolts. I have read other versions of the Thunderbolts, like the version where Luke Cage was in charge. Um, and of course I read it through like the Dark Reign period with Norman Osborn and everything, but I had never actually read this one. So it was interesting, kind of like how you went back, John, to to read the... Captain Marvel, Shazam origin stuff. It's interesting yeah. for me to knowing the history, knowing what I know of the history of the Thunderbolts. It's interesting for me to actually go back and actually the actual beginning. Right. The Norman Osborn team was Dark Avengers. Yes. Yeah. But they were also they were, were Thunderbolts for a while. Yeah. Were, were they Thunderbolts before they yes, became the they Dark were, Avengers? Yeah, no. they were Thunderbolts. Dario saying no. Yes, they were. There's a disagreement here. Yes, they were. <laughs> So the Dark <laughs> Avengers was 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 Wolverine's son, Dark uh, Darken, Darken. Uh, Bullseye, Darken. Um, Sentry. Who else? I think maybe uh, Meteorite might have been the only person who carried over. And then Osborn. Yeah. Osborn, Osborn, yeah. Norman Osborn, yeah. <clears throat> so there. Oh, uh, Ares. Oh yeah, Ares. At this current point, there is eleven. There are eleven versions of the Thunderbolt. Eleven versions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, one of them was led by Hawkeye. A couple of them were led by Hawkeye. Oh, you know what? I stand... Oh, no, I don't stand corrected. I lied. 
I'm looking up Dark Avengers. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. So anyway. Who was in Dark Avengers? Did we uh, Dark anybody? Avengers, sorry. Um, I just closed my screen. Darkin, Norman Osborn, Meteorite, Bullseye. Um, Ares, Captain Marvel. Ares. Oh, that's right. He was in it. Sentry. Sentry, uh, yes. Okay. Scar was in it. I, well, I said Sentry before. What's going on with Sentry? Is he still around in the book? I have no idea. Did he, did he just come back? I, think oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Venom was Venom was Spider Man. Yes, that's right. But it was it oh. was it was the Matt Gargan Venom, wasn't it? <laughs> the that's Scorpion we, Venom. That's all we need to say about that. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Oh, jeez. Here's an interesting thing I didn't know. There was a version of the Thunderbolts that had. Oh no, I do remember that. Had um, Crossbones, Juggernaut, uh, a few others, Satana, and. One of my favorites, the giant sized man thing. Oh, I know that team. Mm-hmm. That's when Man Thing actually had a brain for a little while. I remember that one, yeah. If I only had a brain. <laughs> now, um, so what'd you guys think of this? So uh those who actually I wrote looked it. back at this and this was ninety seven, right? And mm-hmm. I was thinking, why didn't I ever collect the whole series? Because I thought it was be an interesting premise. And then I looked back and I said I wasn't really into comics then because I felt like the industry had exploded and there, you know, right, they hear. Right. But I thought it was pretty good for the time during the 1990s. I thought this right. was pretty good because there was so much, I want to say, junk out there that I probably should have been collecting this. And what I was actually doing during that time frame. That's when I started collecting old comics from the 80s and the 60s and the 70s. Oh, okay. And uh, I kind of slowed down on my new comic intake Mm. and stuff. I did. So I only had like Somewhere around there I stopped doing comics. But anyway. I was in college, so I wasn't able to collect that much. But that's uh, Thunderbolts is probably one of the few good comics that he put out at that time. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I th- like I said, I didn't read it back then. That was around the same time as they, as they were doing like Morbius and the Midnight Suns, right? Trash. Yes, yes it Absolute was. Absolute trash. That might have been a couple of years before, but yeah. We did Midnight Suns. Absolute trash. Great book. <laughs> wow. Let me tell you what I think. Absolute trash. You can't find much better than Midnight Sun. So good they actually made a video game. Of, where's the Thunderbolts video game? I don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> anyway. No, yeah. The, the Midnight Suns was not. We're not talking about that right now. So, <laughs> um, By the way, um, a little editor's note here. Um, I'll just read you this one little paragraph here. Uh, the Thunderbolts comic book was renamed Dark Avengers beginning with issue 175. But the uh, creative team remained unchanged. Uh, so, so Derek was right. What? Oh, thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one has ever proved the cosmic guru wrong before. This is a first. no one stared before. It <laughs> <laughs> no one stared. <laughs> it's a day that will go down in infamy. You, you know what this calls for, hey? It calls for an inspiration token. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't have one with That's me. For sure. It's from our Dungeons and Dragons stuff from earlier Nerds. today, Dario. <laughs> Which are always welcome to join us. Oh, I want to play a Hobbit. This is like 
This is like a a night of first. The <laughs> cosmic guru get gets gets schooled. He usually, usually called me out. I don't know what I'm talking about. Half the time. Had, we have to rely had, on the cosmic guru to set us straight here. And we had and we had two over the shoulder tosses tonight. <laughs> and not from Paul. <laughs> not from me. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, you just got to prove every once in a while that nobody is infallible. It's all about confidence in what you say, not about truth. This is true. <laughs> Sadly, yes. But, so, um, how, so, how, so how did it feel to get knocked off your surfboard dead? dead <laughs> and now you're just floating in space aimlessly. Well, maybe, but, maybe the guardians will swing by and pick them up. There you go. Maybe not. So, final verdict. Um... I enjoyed this. It was a nice little look back at, at this time period and everything. And, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good book. So I'm, I'm glad we read it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I liked it. I'm actually disappointed I wasn't able to find it and read it. Yeah. I mean, you have read it, so at least there's... I have read it, but I haven't read it since the 90s. Right. I mean, I read it when we first picked it up, and then when we had to put it on the shelf... I actually literally put it on a shelf and I can't find a fucking book anywhere. <laughs> I, I I went through all my trades. I'm like, how do I not own this book? I'm like, I know for a fact I own this book. It's somewhere. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, look, there it is right now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, so that'll do it for our off-the-shelf book. So um, before we bring this episode to a close, there's just a couple of things that we um, wanted to cover. And the first thing is... Um, Dario will give you a chance to redeem yourself as the Cosmic Comic Guru by telling us what the heck is going on with Nightwing without oh, spoiling yeah. too much. Yeah, without spoiling it too much. I've been so the big things. news is that Nightwing has superpowers now. What? And he's got a superhero costume that makes him look a little bit like Booster Gold. <laughs> You know what? I'm getting real sick and tired of hearing that already, hey. <laughs> so, this is a situation. That, that I read the call. slap in the face to Booster Gold. I read, I read, the, I read I the issue. I on that. So, if you're familiar, if you're familiar with, uh, with a demonic character in the DC Universe called uh, Necron, I think his name's Necron. Yes. No, Neron. It might be Neron. Oh, no, yeah, I think it is Neron. You're right. But anyway, he's a... He's a dude in like kind of a superhero kind of a, not a superhero, you know, he's, he doesn't look like a traditional devil or anything. He's just a guy. He looks like a 90s villain. And when they introduced him, they introduced him in a event that's, that spanned all the annuals. And it had its own little miniseries and it also connected all, all the annuals. And DC was so into this guy, they were like, we're going to create our, our own color. We're going to create this version of green as a neon green. It's never been seen print before. We're going to splash it all over our comics. <laughs> so that was their marketing thing was this neon green ink everywhere. Wow. And what, ser- what series was that, though? Um, I have to look it up. I can't remember. Um, I, have th- I have words bumping around my head, but I think they're all wrong. Uh, N E R O N D C Comics. Uh, first appearance. Uh, what? Someone's texting me like crazy. It's Derek. Mm-mm. Run the World Unleashed. That was the name of the book. Um, okay. So 
his deal was he would go around and make deals with DC villains or, or heroes and be like, you sell me your soul, uh, I'll give you new power, we'll do things. It was kind of a way for DC to spruce things up and introduce a new character and use their, their new ink. Anyway, he's back. Long story short, he's apparently in the Nightwing comic. And he's doing some stuff. He's messing with some people, but he doesn't. He very specifically doesn't want to doesn't want to deal with Dick Grayson for whatever reason. So he is trying to convince someone to sell him his soul, their soul. And Raven is called away for something else. So Necron's like, "Good, Raven's gone. I don't have to deal with her." And then Nightwing shows up. He's like, "Ah, oh, Nightwing's here. God damn it!" So. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel every time I see a Nightwing appearance. Hey, silence, like, infidel. So he's like, Nightwing, I'll tell you what. You've always been, I know you've always felt like second fiddle to all the heroes in your lifetime. He goes, so why don't I give you the powers you've always wanted? I'm going to give you the strength of Superman and the speed of the Flash. Just imagine all the things you can do with that. When he snaps his fingers and then... The panel that you all saw of him wearing the new costume and all that stuff, that's it. That's the last panel of the comic. So that's, that's exactly where it ends. Wow. So if you're asking me as a comic reader, issue the next issue is going to start with him saying, no, thank you, and it'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> Lame. Because I can't imagine Dick Grayson's going to entertain this for more than two seconds. And he's going to be like, eh, yeah. I know your deal. So um okay so that's that's the the hubbub on the uh, Nightwing thing fascinating it's clickbait I can't I, I you know like there's ninety percent of the stuff I read online about comics I don't even want to click on it anymore because I I'm know. like I know right personally yeah. I um, don't care about this particular thing. <laughs> so all right so we'll move on to this next thing which actually goes back to our Thunderbolts thing kind of and I want to thank you John for helping out the editor with this um, yeah. I wasn't sure if you wanted that info or not. That's good. Uh, Actually, I'm glad you did this. So, uh, John sent us this. So, this is the editor's editor's note. Uh, So, the first appearance of the second Baron Zemo. (laughs) You wrote wrote Baron Zero. (laughs) (laughs) Baron Zero. (laughs) The first appearance of the second Baron Zemo was Captain America number 275. The first appearance of Eric... The second Baron Zemo was his first appearance. What did he go by? It wasn't Baron Zemo. Oh. <laughs> it was Just... the Phoenix. <gasps> oh. <laughs> what? And he ties up he ties up Captain America over a giant vat of adhesive X. Because boiling <laughs> blue is how you kill a hero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first appearance of Eric Justin was Avengers number twenty one. And he was, um, um, Power Man. Yes, thank you. Uh, and then he became the smuggler, uh, and then he became Goliath. Yes. Um, I forgot he was a smuggler. I, I, yeah, I remember the other Spectacular Spider Man. He started losing his powers, you know. Uh, the first appearance of the Fixer was Daredevil number one or Strange Tales number 141. What's that? Pick one. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. I don't think he was in Daredevil number one. This this was my Google search. So. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> I was probably it, it might be another fixer. We'll I'd go, have to look and find out. Yeah, it probably is. We'll go with Strange Tales number one. I yeah, I think Strange Tales is your better bet. 
have a feeling this other fixer in Daredevil number one, number one was probably just a um, a dude. Mob he, guy was a, he was a mob probably. guy. Yeah. Um, the first appearance of Moonstone as Carla Sofen was in Captain America 192 as Moonstone Incredible Hulk number 228 from October I have that issue. 1978. Do you? Yes. Um, this is well done, John, by the way, other than the spelling error. Um, yeah. In <laughs> the wrong fixer. In the wrong fixer. Well, you weren't sure, so. The first appearance of the Beatle was in Marvel Strange Tales number 120. And the yeah. first appearance of Screaming Mimi whoa, was, uh, yeah, thanks for that image, Dario. <laughs> was the that's, first. That, that's from that's, that's comic with uh, Moonstone. Oh, yes, yes. The first appearance of Screaming Mimi was Marvel mm. 2 in 1, number 54, from August of 1979. Well done, John. Well done. So I, I, I forwarded everybody a picture, a, a panel from that first appearance of Moonstone, because I happened to be processing this comic the other day, and I thought it was hysterical, because Moonstone was trying to get the Hulk mad. So she goes, she goes, you! I hate you. You're a monster. Everybody hates you. Your doctor hates you. Your friends hate you. Your mother hates you. <laughs> That is good stuff. Oh, good. She's one mean lady. <laughs> well, you know, don't mess with Moonstone. I guess she'll make fun of no. you. It's funny because Doc Sampson's like, don't worry, I'm going to calm the Hulk down. And she's like, no, I got this. <laughs> Hulk, your mother hates you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so um, one uh, quick little thing before we go. I have a little quiz for you, sort of. This is an interesting thing, article I saw, and uh, see what you guys think about it. The uh, guru and sidekick and John um, that you are. So I saw a thing that mentioned, um, of course, we all remember the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Yes? Yes. Yes. It was official. It was official. And in that official handbook was an official section called the Book of the Dead. And it mentioned yep. it mentioned oh, yeah. all the characters. Two quotations. Uh, excuse me, two-ish. Um, and it mentioned all the characters that were dead at that particular moment in time, which was, when was that out? 89. Something like that. 88. 88. Yeah. So, let's, oh no, this one's from 83. Wow. Well, they did two of them. They oh, did, they, they they did, did two. The yeah. one and yes, but this particular one is from e with the Book of the Dead in it. So Warlock was dead. Captain Marvel was dead. Well, let's see. We're gonna. I'm gonna mention a, a couple of characters to you, and you're going to see. We're gonna see if you know if they are currently dead or alive. Because okay. Well, so oh, I like this. This is fun. You, you get to be kid, right because. In '83, they might have been dead. But no, no, in no, 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 no. This article, this article is about right now, currently. Oh, right now, okay. Right now, are these characters <clears throat> dead or alive? Because as we all know, very few characters have ever stayed dead in comics. So let's see if these have. All right, the first one, Airwalker. Do dead. you remember? Dead. dead. Currently dead. You think? Currently dead. He still walks on air. Currently yeah. dead. <laughs> His last definite appearance. He was an android and he was a real person. Are we talking about the android or the real person? I don't know. We'll say, we'll say it doesn't matter. He's Gabriel dead. Land. In, this is Gabriel Land. And the Land. power just went back to the guru. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, right? With one simple question. All right. So uh, the last definite appearance of this character, Airwalker, was in a line, Annihilation 
I knew you were going to say Annihilation. <laughs> when he was last destroyed. All right. Now, moving to the Doctor Strange universe. The Ancient One. Dead or alive? Dead. Dead. Dario? No, wait. Alive. He's alive. Say? Is he alive? Dead. John says alive. Paul says dead. What do you say, Dario? I think that he's still currently uh, just in astral form. No, wait. No, no. He just he just came back in, in the issue one. Oh, what? The new Doctor Strange? Yes. Okay, I haven't read that. The Sorcerer Supreme before Doctor Strange, the ancient ancient one, the guy who trained trained Strange himself, is currently alive and teaching at the Strange Academy. So oh, lame. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, everyone's favorite vampire, Baron Blood. Dead. Still dead. Decapitated. Dead. Decapitated. Dead. Dead. Baron Blood is currently resurrected. Oh, come on. Oh, is that in the X-Men book? Like most vampires are wont to do. Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. It He's currently say. resurrected, though? Currently mm-hmm. resurrected. I have to figure that one out. <clears throat> All right, so I'm wrong. Two, two, two wrong <laughs> and one right so far for me? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. All right, how about Baron Struker? Dead? He might be alive. <laughs> he was he was alive in Thunderbolts. Was, yes. So um, I'm gonna go with alive. Dead. I'm gonna say dead. Baron Struker has been killed off and brought back a few times, and he is currently Is he a clone? He lived. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't it does he matter. Does, he's alive. That is what we're gonna matters. get into semantics of whether or not a clone no, is the real thing or not. He is no longer <laughs> deceased. Ooh, here's another good one. How about <laughs> Baron Zemo one, the first? One's dead. The first one? He, he's Papa dead. Zemo? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He wants a chain of pizza places now. <laughs> he's dead. Papa Zero is dead. <laughs> Papa Zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So um, the first Baron Zemo um, was killed. And has remained dead. So he is still dead. How did he die? Did he die from an explosion? Or did he die from boiling to death in his own glue? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. He killed Bucky. Explosion. Uh, he was accidentally killed by Captain America. Oh, no. It doesn't actually say how he was dead. No, he wasn't killed by Captain America. But he died in an explosion. He said he. It says here he killed Bucky and Captain America wasn't sad when Baron Zemo died. Well, whatever, Cap. Jeez. All right, moving on. How about the first Black Knight? Dead. <laughs> that was in stereo. Yes, dead. Um, let's see. Sir Percy. Yes, he is dead. Still dead. Still dead. Still dead. Ooh, here's another good one. Bloodstone. Dead. Ulysses Bloodstone, to be exact. Dead. Yeah, Ulysses dead. His daughter. No, is he? Up the I think he... Wall. Yeah. Uh, yes, he is currently still dead. Mm. Oh, well, here's an easy one for you. How about Bucky? Alive. 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 Incorrect. He is still dead. That's a lie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Here's a good one. Um, we, I mean, this is an easy one, but but it's a. Uh, how about uh, Captain Marvel? Marvel, dead, dead. He's still dead, but they brought him back dead. a couple times. But he's still dead. I yeah. do not. I think 
given the circumstances around him, I don't think they should bring him back. Every time they brought him back, he hasn't. It hasn't really been him. It was either right. He time jumped from a time frame before he died of cancer, mm. or it was somebody pretending yeah. to be him. It was somebody pretending to be him, and it wasn't him. Actually, Thanos, Thanos actually, brought him back for two minutes, and he, Captain Marvel's like, "What are you doing? I'm supposed to be dead. I'm put me back." And he, Thanos is like, "Okay, fine, I'll put you back." I'm sure it went <laughs> that easy too. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was like a ten-page story, but it's like somebody, the, uh, Silver Surfer, or anyone. I think somebody. Like, in my personal opinion, that the way because he died of cancer and because it was a big you know thing with you know with all the heroes being sad and everything, I think he should. I don't think they should ever bring him back. Agreed. They did. I mean, they did bring him back in Volume Three of the Avengers. Like they had like somebody that had like necromatic powers. And they, he raised all the dead Avengers to fight the current team of that time. Like a couple of issues. Yeah, that was a long right. time ago. That but that's seven. also that's also yeah. like not like oh he's alive again and everything's you know right. That was for a specific that specific purpose. All right, next up, I don't even know how many of you guys will remember this character, Changeling. 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 In Marvel. Yes. Uh, Changeling. Sounds... Um. Oh yeah. No, I'm thinking of Mimic. Who the hell's Changeling? Changeling? What's he look like? No. Yeah. He's dead. It's not going to help you at all, but let's see. Um, you got to be dead. Oh, man, I can't even get... I see his bright light. I know, I can't get the glare on. Um, <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> Changeling is a mutant. Um, I think he's dead, but... And, uh... They, oh, yeah, he's dead. They actually... Hey, no, Google, no Googling, hey. <laughs> no, I haven't looked... Google this, look this at him, see what he looks like, but he actually... Um, he's famous because... They changed him into the character Morph in the X Men animated. Yeah, and later during well, Age of he was he was disguised as Professor X and he was killed and people thought Professor X died. They were like, no, <laughs> oh, it's just some guy. Um, <clears throat> so he is actually um dead, unknown, unknown, unknown. There is a possibility he could have been brought back to life in the current run of X-Men with the whole... Nobody's, there's no such thing as a dead mutant right now. All I, mutants think, are alive. I think that's exactly. an alternate universe, probably. Right. But um, sad to say. So they could have brought him back, but we haven't seen him yet. So, anyway, so how about another favorite, Count Nefaria? I he's think he's dead. dead. He's dead. You think I'm so? going to say he's alive. Well, Dead. Nefaria has actually died oh, a couple man. of times, but he is currently alive. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> actually, didn't he go against the Thunderbolts? I Actually, I think so. <laughs> that's that's why after I said it, I'm like, oh, he wait, was, I think he went against the Thunderbolts current, in the late 90s, early he, 2000s. He was, just, he was just in the, um, Spider-Man. Was he? Oh, during the Sin Eater storyline. Right, right, right. He was, that, oh, he was really? an old man. Um, he was in the wheelchair. Hmm. How about? I don't even know if I'm not sure I'm familiar with this character, but how about the Deathstalker? Deathstalker. He's a dude who wore like a big hat and a mask, right? Mm-hmm. He was a Daredevil villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still dead. He had a cloak. He had like a like an overcoat. Oh, yeah. 
I'm gonna say he's, he's alive. He's dead. Kind of looks like the question, but in all he has a really big hat. He looks like he looks like the question if the question were in shadow. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh my, my laptop's about to die. So there, there is one. There is one story where uh, he got plucked out of time before he died, but currently he went back to his timeline and is currently considered dead. All right. Um. So we'll just breeze through a couple and get some of the big ones. But um, uh, Dracula. Bye, Dario. <laughs> I'm still here. I got about four minutes before my laptop dies. <laughs> uh, Dracula is. Dracula's alive. Yes. Drax the Destroyer is alive. He's alive. Uh, is Gamora dead or alive? Gamora's dead. Yes. Alive. Gamora's dead? Oh. Um, how about the first fool killer? The first fool killer is dead. Oh. Dead. Dead. Very good. Oh, here we go. Gamora. <laughs> dead. Uh, she might be alive. I, th- I think she's dead, though. Nope. She is back, according to... How about the first Green Goblin, Norman Osborn? He's live. Alive. Alive, right? Yes. Currently, he's currently a major player in the in the, in the Spider-Man book. Yeah. He's like he's the gold he's the gold goblin now. <laughs> uh, how about Jocasta? Jocasta yeah. is a robot. She is never alive. <laughs> and yet, technically, <clears throat> she is considered alive. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. How about one of our favorite villains of all time, Korvac? Korvac's alive. Oh, uh, so. Nope, he is Yeah, he was just dead. an Iron Man. Did he, he die? Just an Iron Man. Yes. According yeah, to this... So he was alive again, but he just died again? Yeah. According to this, he was briefly brought back when Tony Stark briefly received the power cosmic. Mm-hmm. But he's currently dead. Okay. Uh, and finally, uh, a, a villain we... Oh, no, this is actually not that... This is Dracula's daughter, Lilith. Mm, dead? She's dead. You know what? I think all the vampires are back right, right now, but I'm going to say she's dead. Technically, she's undead. That is true. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole nation of vampires now, and I think that almost all the vampires are alive again, but I'm going to say dead. According to this, she is dead. Still dead. So there you go. Wasn't that wasn't that wonderfully morbid? Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. <Yeah. laughs> so, um, is there anything else you guys want to bring up before we sign off? Uncle Ben's still dead, huh? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uncle Ben's still dead. It depends on what what uh, it, what comic. I was talking about the rice. Oh wow! No, oh, that was terrible. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that was that was pretty bad. <laughs> All right. On that note, is there anything else that you guys want to say before we sign off? No, I'm good. All right, then. As always, we want to thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, also a big thank you to uh, my fellow members of the... uh, What the hell is it? The Legion of Substitute Podcasters. Thank you. Legion of Substitute Podcasters. We have a clubhouse. Yeah. How come you never everything? Me? Yeah, that, that's great. I'm still waiting for my flight ring. Um, <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Um, oh, and on another note on that, I wanted to let you guys know that I've been talking to uh, a local toy company, and we're going to have some toys made on the League of <laughs> the League of Substitute <laughs> Podcasters. I already have one made of me, so it's gonna it's gonna be my likeness. There's an oh yeah, sort of. 
There's an idea for you, Paul. You can draw each of us as the members of the League of Substitute Podcasters. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But anyway, this is a cosmic, cosmic guru, comic guru. I need to have a really big, like, cosmic like, afro. That, yeah, oh, like Magus, you know, like Magus from when when uh, when when Warlock was evil. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take. Oh yeah, one purple. All right, the purple so, Dario. <laughs> so again, thank you guys for joining me tonight. It's uh, as always, it's been fun, and uh, I guess that means that um, until Nightwing gains superpowers and dresses up like Booster Gold. Oh, I guess this is the last uh, episode uh, for us then. Huh? Until next time. <laughs> Good night, everybody. You're a monster. Hi guys. Night. I am Goom. <laughs> I'm Goom. Hydra. Hey,